from the creators who brought you RuPaul's Drag Race and Million Dollar Listing. This is World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Wow Report. I am Fenton Bailey, co-founder of World of Wonder, joined by my inimitable co-hosts, James St. James, editor of the Wow Report. And for those of you watching on uh, Wow Presents Plus, you can see uh, Tom Campbell, our chief creative officer, wearing a glitter ball uh, helmet. (laughs) Are you doing Daft Punk or something? What's going on here? It came up on my Facebook feed. I'm very susceptible to direct marketing. And I went on Amazon. It's like 60, 70 bucks. I mean, how cute is Tom, this? I absolutely love it. I, I, I love glitter balls. And the idea that you could wear one. I mean, it could also be a motorbike crash helmet. Well, but- it also could be like for our special child. Who, needs, uh, who, who, who bangs into things frequently, and we need to keep a helmet on him. But That's he me. is our special child because <laughs> just two days ago, he celebrated a special birthday. So, Tom, happy birthday. Congratulations on making it to your secret age, your magical, a magical number. 60 is sexy. That's what I'm saying. I'm so grateful to be alive. I'm grateful for both of you. I, I am overwhelmed with gratitude, not to be a sap, but I just really am. I'm glad to be alive. I never thought I'd see this age, and I'm so glad I'm here, and I hope I have uh, a few more days, a few more years left. To 60 me. more. I, hope I am so glad. More. You are right. I'm so glad you made it, too, because, like, you wouldn't be wearing that helmet. Unless <laughs> you, had you missed your club kid days, but here you are. <laughs> So this week, in addition to Fading Tom, we are counting down the top 10 things of the week that made us go, wow, birthday boy. Why didn't you start us off, Tom? Number 10. I have started watching Beef because it's a Netflix series about road rage starring Ali Wong and uh, Stephen Yoon. And um, Stephen Yoon, oh, he's so handsome. There, and Stephen Yoon, this is just for quick, let's get this out of the way for James. Uh, Stephen has a brother in the show whose name is Young Mazzino. Look him up. You're going to love him. Um, Okay. Everyone is raving in the best way about this show. It's a limited series. Without giving too much away, Ali, it also has great uh, billboards. I live right off the Sunset Strip, so I get to see all of the expensive billboards. And it's Two, two hands giving, each billboard is one hand giving, flipping the bird, except one is Ali Wong and the other one is Steve Yoon. So it's like the, like you are the flip bird, which I think is a, is a, something I hadn't thought of yet. Um, I've watched two episodes. I think there's six or eight. I will try to get through them. And this is, it is a quality project. The actors are kind of amazing. The writing's quite good. This might just be me and my, burst of six-year-old gratitude but these characters i guess by definition have no sense of humor have no have are so unevolved to deal with their anger and that's what it's all about this whole thing is about pent-up anger what people appear to be on the outside who they are in the inside she's very wealthy but miserable he's struggling to like manage to you know keep his life together single lives in an apartment downgraded and he's struggling to keep his life together in like a home depot parking lot 
they almost bump into each other. And the, and there's this like incredible scene where they're chasing after each other, doing all these horrible things. And the, the series, I'm told it gets better as it goes on. So I will stick with it. They just get, they just follow each other and mind fuck each other. And she paints his, like, it just gets worse and worse and worse. And, and my friend Greg says, you, it really pays off. So I'm going to stick with it. Um, she drives one of those white Mercedes GLXs or whatever those are, those kind of like little and G wagon. And, and say again, a, a G wagon. Yes, a G wagon. No, 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 the little smaller ones. I like, love those. They're so cute. Like they're, they're in set out for my smart car. And she, because she wasn't dri- like some stunt driver in the first episode, it's so aggressively driven, it so almost causes death that. Now I see them everywhere as I drive in LA. I can think, oh, oh no, it's Wong and she's after me. Um, you know what? The, the the road rage premise, though, Tom, I think is so real. Like just today, on my way back here, I had a road rage thing. Um, I did something slightly naughty. You know when you turn left and you go into the lane to turn left a little bit prematurely before it's actually become a lane? You know, because yeah, the traffic sure, backs yeah. up. Yeah. A motorbike, I was doing that, motorcyclist coming towards me. No, there's no question. There was no going to be no accident. He saw me. I saw him. Tried to kick the car, my car, as he drove past. And I thought, okay, well, he's gone. Five minutes later, 10 blocks further on, the bike pulls up beside me. And he's like, remember me? And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in beef. Like, he would not leave. He followed me for like about a mile. And I was really. I, was I like, do that. I do that all the time. I was like, don't open your window. Don't acknowledge him. You know, oh. just like. And I eventually he peeled off. I'm the worst too. I, I will get out of my car and start yelling at people. And then realizing that it's someone who could kick my ass. Or someone who has like a, you know, machete or something. Like I've gotten into some serious trouble sometimes. Yeah, you just, it just doesn't, you just don't want to be in beef. You don't want to be in a Netflix series. No. It's a real issue. They deal with it in a very adult way. It's very clever. I'm told it gets more clever. I will continue to watch. I can't binge it. I cannot take a lot of it. And it's maybe it's my, again, I like to think it's my healthy life skills, but I also am not in a relationship. I'm not trapped in a relationship. I have no dependence, so to speak of, directly. So it's like, I don't have to feel that. I don't feel that trap thing in my life. I feel great calm. And I also, as you guys know, almost a distraction, I use humor to get me through a day. So um, don't look for any of that on any any of those life skills on beef, but uh, it is playing on Netflix and everyone's raving. So you're saying you can't binge it. And I I do think... Binging isn't great for really intense stuff. Is that why you yes. can't binge it? Right. right yes. Right. Yes. Because it, it makes me sick to my stomach. And why? And I, and I decided at the end of two, it's like, why can't they laugh? Why can't they make, you know, why can't the couple have, like realize like what a cliche they are? Or, and it's none of that. It's all taken very seriously. People just holding on so tight to be perfect and then acting out in this incredibly despicable way. Yes. Well, there are so many shows on right now that you cannot binge because they're so upsetting and they like they take so much out of you after every episode. And I usually enjoy those. That's the one with about the chef. I can't do that more than than fifteen minutes at a time. Yeah, but should we be doing that to ourselves? Is it, are we in? Are we are we thickening our skin or are we becoming? Well, that's just it. Is the world gets more and more um, upsetting. 
do we need thicker skin to deal with an everyday, you know, the, the everyday upsetting things that are happening all around us? You know, or do Mary you Campbell into, um, you know, adventure time and care bearers. Is there something in the middle, though? Is there something in the middle? Um, as my mother, Mary, my beloved rest in peace mother would say, when we all went to see Jaws in 1975, when we were all on a beach vacation, my cousins and my aunts and uncles and me and my dad and us, and we went, and the day after we all came back, my mother didn't go. She stayed back in the Grey Gull Cottages in York Beach, Maine. And she and the next day, none of us could bear to go in the ocean. We were so afraid of being eaten by a shark. And my mother would always be, "Why poison your mind? Why poison your mind? Why why see these things?" So, and she was a smart woman and saw interesting things. But but you know, do you need to? I don't know. My mom would say, "Shit or get off the pot." <laughs> <laughs> that explains us now, doesn't it, James? <laughs> well, it's it does actually a syndrome. They call it mean world syndrome, right? That that is the the perception that the world is a is a cruel and mean dangerous place is believed to be a media myth that we're all succumbing to which is fox news which is every cbs procedural drama i, I do like like uh, again horrible things happen in life and we've all gone through them and may have to again but uh, today i'm grateful today for my disco helmet and my my disco friends and my disco yeah, I'm, I'm just going to tell everybody who's who's not watching you that they should uh, go to our YouTube channel, Wow Presents, where they can see Tom Campbell's amazing disco mirable hat. It's it's transformed my mood. Please already. just make this into your default outfit and wear it every single day, every single night to dinner, to restaurants, to the yes. movie. I want you always in that. I love that no. too, James. Like like Andy Warhol's fright wig. Yes. Consider it done. Consider it done. All right, let's move on to number nine, James. Number nine. Friday night, I watched Murder Mystery 2 on Netflix, which is Adam Sandler and uh, uh, Jennifer Aniston. And um, But no, you, you, you sniff your nose up at it, Tom. You really do. It is a piece of fluff. It is absolutely okay. the most innocuous piece of filmmaking that has ever been made it is like care bears for adults okay it um jennifer aniston and uh, adam sandler are a couple of detectives and they are invited by their billionaire best friend to go to an island wedding and he gets kidnapped and blah 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 you know and hilarity ensues and you know um first of all adam sandler is having a bit of a moment right now he was just he just won the um, Mark, Mark Twain. Twain prize for humor. So he's, he's doing quite, people are reassessing how they feel about Adam Sandler. Jennifer Aniston doesn't look like Jennifer Aniston anymore. I'm just going to put that out there. She's a beautiful woman. She's a beautiful older woman. And Tom, this is for you. I'm going to put a little context in here because if you remember in the 1950s, when we were both there, darling, when Joan Crawford was a handsome woman. Remember, she was a middle-aged woman and she was no longer beautiful, but people kept saying what a handsome woman she is. And every single script, every single Joan Crawford movie in the 1950s had a line where some handsome man walked in and said, oh, she's the most beautiful woman in the town. She's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And you know that she had it in her contract that people had to say how beautiful she was. Well, in this... Every couple of minutes, someone walks into the room and says, oh, why, 
who are you? You're the most beautiful woman on the island. Why? And like, everyone's trying to fuck Jennifer Aniston. Everyone is trying to get her away from Adam. Everybody, oh, she's so beautiful. She, why, look at her in that dress. And you know that there's this behind the scenes finagling to make sure that Jen, everyone is telling, saying how beautiful Jennifer Aniston is. And she is, I mean, she's a beautiful woman, but she's a, she's a handsome older woman now. And she's very, she doesn't really look like Jennifer Aniston. Anyway, I watched it. You can watch it while you're TikToking. You don't have to pay that much attention to it. Yeah. I will just say so because we're going to get hate from people. Jennifer Aniston is a beautiful woman. Definitely. She she passed the line. It used to be in your 30s, women, you know, we all, men and women, we start to sag a little bit. And you just have to wait until your 40s or late 40s to have enough skin to get a facelift. And then women would lock their look for the rest of their careers if they were smart. Jennifer Aniston takes very good care of herself. We know she uses, you know, a lot of smart water. She drinks a lot of smart water. And she grew, up, she grew up in the age of fillers. So she was able to never have to droop, to always be full. She's like an incredible body, but she's, you know, my she, she, she's of a certain age now and it's just it's and she is a beautiful woman i'm not saying she's not but it's just very funny it's just very joan crawford-esque that all through the movie everyone walks into the room and says oh, she's the most beautiful woman i've ever seen <laughs> anyway we love you jennifer we love you jennifer that is murder mystery 2 streaming on netflix number eight number eight I know, like, we often have a go at the Republicans and the radical right here. Rightly so, by the way, not backing away from any of that ever. Where are you going with this? Some amazing joy came across my Instagram feed t'other day, the Ru-publicans. And this is thanks to the magic of AI, which has only just begun to give us all the joy it's going to give us. This is AI-generated pictures of MAGA, Republican, the kind of people we don't like, in drag. High drag, yes. (laughs) And it is fabulous. Instagram site, the Republicans. Who is your favorite? My favorite was the Lindsay Lindsay, um, Graham. Oh, yes. Hang on. Let me, the, the, the Lindsay one is, I mean, there's like three or four photos for each, uh, or artworks, or whatever you want to call them, for each Republican, Lady Graham Cracker. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, riding on, riding in on her high horse, always asking for money, honey. She's a powerful queen who loves to control the purse strings and your lady parts. <laughs> um, another favorite of mine is Speaker Sparklebottom. <laughs> From the House of Trump, her six-inch stilettos were handmade for stomping on LGBTQ plus rights. <laughs> it may have taken 15 votes, but she sits on the throne now. Okay. <laughs> the Clarence uh, Thomases were very funny, too. I saw two of the Clarence Thomases. Oh, Clarence well, Thomas. Let me find Clarence Thomas. Uh, why was that Lindsey Graham ladybugs? <laughs> <laughs> no, it should be. Please welcome to the stage the Supreme Court's Empress of Embarrassment, Claretta Corrupta. <laughs> How can a government employee afford such looks? Easy dishes <laughs> bankrolled by a billionaire. Finally, the high court is serving high fashion, Hanny. <laughs> I mean, the descriptions alone are genius, but the pictures 
They do a lot of the work. Oh, 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 Cruzella Deville. So, <laughs> that is Ted Cruz, of course. Yeah. Cruzella Deville serving homophobic realness. She struts her stuff in fur coats lined with family values and defends every fetus and every gun every day. Any. <laughs> oh, um, um, Miss Golden Gate showers. <laughs> and Anita Filibuster McConnell. I mean, <laughs> Mother Pence. Let's not forget Mother Pence. <laughs> so that is, uh, if you want a good laugh, that is GOP AI generated art. They're all glammed up. Um, and it's at Rupublicans. It's nothing to do with Rue, by the way. It's, um, but it's too good a pun it's, to miss. It's all, everything is to do with Rue when it comes to uh, it's it's so drag, true. it's Rue. They are, in, they are in, interchangeable. And, you know, James, have you also seen this other AI-related trend, which is taking uh, Marvel or DC comic book superheroes like Batman, Superman, and then putting them, thanks to the magic of AI, in Gucci or Balenciaga? Yeah, I've seen a Joker in um, the Joker in the Riddler and Batman in really fabulous. I didn't know it was Gucci, but I, I saw them in like real pink dresses and things. Yes, um, it's, I think it started with DC done in Barbie, and and that the DC oh. heroes are saying, you know, thanks to Barbie, I'm now living in style, and I like it's it, it it's very wooden and sort of uncanny valley, you know, that sense of it's not real, but it's just so funny, um, you know, the, to see the Matrix characters talking about how, you know, that they've taken the blue pill and now they're all in Gucci. Oh. <laughs> I do wonder how much longer. <laughs> we will be giggling at AI before it starts to become ter- terrifying. And we look back and say, do you remember when we thought it was so innocent and they were just doing, you know, DC characters before they started taking over our, you know. Right. Before, before the AI started uh, researching, uh, accessing nuclear weapons to eradicate yeah. humanity. Yeah. Well, we should laugh while it lasts. And um, if you can't see, yes, we'll put, we'll put some examples on the wow report. Now I feel bad, James. I feel you've yucked my yum. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, um, maybe we should take a break. Uh, Blake, do you have a question for us? I do. It's a biology question this week. Hmm. What is the biggest organ in your body? <laughs> Thank you, Blake. Uh, we'll have the answer to that right after the... After the break, here on the Wow Report on Radio and You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Welcome back to the Wow Report. I'm co-founder of World of Wonder, Benson Bailey, joined by our chief creative officer wearing a disco mirable hat, Tom Campbell, and the editor of the Wow Report, James Hitchens. Um, Blake, you had a question for us. Yeah, and me, Blake. I have a question. What is the biggest organ on on your body? If you're asking James specifically, the answer would be the penis. But I think for the rest of us, I think the skin is considered an organ. And I'm going to say the skin, the epidermis. You are correct. So wear your sunscreen, people. Mm, Fascinating. Right, <laughs> James, you, you could sound more fascinating. Really. Fascinating. <laughs> we 
we are counting down the top 10 things of the week that made us go wow and we've reached number seven number seven all right i'm using my my streaming services people i've watched the first two episodes of the rise of the pink ladies on paramount plus now i don't know if you guys know this about me i don't talk about it a lot but i'm a big fan of grease the the movie yeah and I've, i've been infatuated with living john my entire life um I love the idea of this show, but it's not even a but. It's a way to see, you know, they're hour-long musicals in the first two episodes, which now have lasted longer than the entire movie. I know, different mediums, different mediums. Um, They finally, they're taking a long time to set up the premise. It's a prequel. It's four years before when Grease the movie was. And there's a lot, you know, the opening starts with two people making out in a car, which feels very Greece. And they, they quote some of the, in a different context, they quote some of the same lines. Like, you know, is this, if this is summer romance, is, is this the ending? No, it's just the beginning. So but a lot of like, uh, what are they called? Easter eggs. Pulling um, your heartstrings. Yes. At one point at the end, spoiler alert, you find out at the end, like one of the main characters, her little sister has a nickname of Pinky. Ah, um, yes, not Pinky. I'm um, Frenchie. Frenchie, excuse me. Frenchie yeah. has a nickname of Frenchie, and her best friend's name is Betty Rizzo. Oh, both in junior high, so that's kind of cute. Um, now, but I do want to say that the songs were written by Justin Tranter, weren't they? Yes, who we love, Justin. I mean, he's one. Of, he's a wild celebrity. He's one of our our friends. I do, which is why I will continue to watch this. It's they re they rearranged the opening of Greece, and they had multiple characters singing it at a drive-in. It looks like all the money in the world's been spent. It's almost so big and so wide and has so many characters. It's hard early on, two hours, two episodes in, to really focus in on who I love and don't love. Um, the music feels a little dense lyrically to me. It's like I can't sing one of the songs back to you, and I'm a big believer in that. Our beloved Jamal Sims is doing all the choreography and the numbers are spectacular. The whole thing is spectacular. And again, I'm not the target audience, but it feels like it hasn't landed on its feet. I've read ahead on some of the reviewers who get more episodes and they think it kind of finds its rhythm a little further in. Um, and so now, I'm going to try to be one of those things, people that's a little more patient. One of the things that I keep hearing on um, Twitter and Instagram and everything is that it's a little too woke for early 50s. It's so hard to write anything today, period, that right. represents that period. Yes. And yes. they and they walk the line kind of nicely. Um, uh, what's her name? Um, Hoffman, wonderful Broadway actress. Julia Hoffman from Dark Shadows. <laughs> Blake will look it up for me. She plays the school principal. Tacky. Um, Jackie Hoffman. Oh, we love Jackie Hoffman. Yeah. Plays kind of like a young uh, Eve Arden, like the same character almost, but she's the assistant principal and, she, and the principal does nothing. So she's going to rise, right? She's going to have her moment where she takes over. Um, there's going to be talk about race. There's Hispanic characters in the gang. There's definitely, even though we're not supposed to know, there's definitely a gay character that's about to sprout. And there's, we call it non-binary now, there's a tomboy you know, in the pink ladies, but it's basically all the, the girls that did not fit in that are kind of too ambitious for their time are going to start, start their own girl group, pink ladies. So again, great premise, but 
They have to do a lot of tiptoeing. Hour-long episodes are a lot. Sounds like um, half hour would be genius. But why are they pink ladies? I don't get the, the title significance. Is there something? In Greece. In jackets. In, increase you increase never, the movie. Have you ever seen Greece before? They were the Thunderbirds, which are the guys in leather jackets, and the girl group were the pink ladies, and that was Rizzo mm-hmm. and Frenchie and Jan. And Olivia, when she came as a senior Wait year. Wait a minute, hold on. I think we're, we're <laughs> missing here. I have seen Greece. Yes, but it was a long time ago, and it 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 is it wasn't in my um uh in my tread carefully here. You were with the biggest Greece fan. You mean to tell me that after all these episodes, we've done 110 episodes where Tom talks about Greece, and you have never once mentioned that you don't know anything about it. I'm a very patient listener. There's a great line, and they use a lot of the great lines from Grace the movie. Ladies, I'm dying. Okay, I'm they dying say about here. Olivia, they go, could she join the gang? And they say, I think she's too pure to be pink. <laughs> can I put that on your head? You wanted me to write your obituary. Can I start with you asking why they're called pink ladies? <laughs> Well, I guess I've just written my epitaph. <laughs> Is there a chapter on Greece in your book? Strangely <laughs> not, no. <laughs> Rocky Horror Pictures. When it goes to uh, the second publishing, when it goes to a paperback, maybe we can collaborate on a Greece, a Greece chapter. I, I think I should probably stop writing books. I think I can't even tell the people who know what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, having thoroughly humiliated myself, why don't we move on to number six? Number six. I want to talk about um, Pretty Baby. I don't know if you guys have been following the the news reports that have been coming out. It's um, the Brooke Shield documentary that she made about her time as um, like a child sex symbol um, and the way it destroyed her in the way it um, still has ramifications in her life from now on. It's interesting. It's in two parts, two hour long things. The first hour is um, where she's talking about when, it, first of all, I have to say that, you know, Brooke Shields is my age and I don't ever remember a time where Brooke has not been a part of my life. You know, yes. when she was a childhood, you know, when she was in those magazines, you know, is a, in those sexy poses that, dressed as a woman when she was like six, seven years old. Um, when I think of Pretty Baby, the movie, the Louis Mal movie, where she was a teen, you know, a 10-year-old prostitute, I remember my mom would go on dates and my sister would be babysitting and we would sit up and watch it. I Blue Lagoon, I must have seen two dozen times in the theater. It is so special to me. Um, Endless Love was one of the biggest movies of when I was a teenager. Um, and those Calvin ads... The nothing comes between me and my Calvo, where she literally is spread crotch the entire time and saying provocative things. It's very weird for me to watch this because all of the things that were so central to my blooming sexuality and the things that gave me agency and the things that made me feel like I was in control of my sexuality are the things that are so traumatizing to her. And to hear all the things that I celebrate Brooke for are the things that really, you know, 50 years, 40 years later, she's still recovering from. And it's a weird dynamic that she, you know, her mother was 
one of the you know biggest stage mothers since Gypsy Rosalie. You know, an alcoholic. She was um, had dementia early on. But Brooke was just on um, Drew Barrymore's show, and they were both talking about their mothers. And uh, Brooke says, you know, my mother was in love with me. My mother was obsessed with me. And my mother wanted to keep me at her side her entire life. You know, it's, anytime she tried to spread her wings, it was trouble. And watching the whole documentary it's just it's a very upsetting thing because we love brooke so much I, you know I, i've i've met brooke a hundred times at nightclubs i um i remember when i was um staying at the um the the helmsley palace in new york and brooke shields and michael jackson were down the hall and they were apparently losing her virginity like you know she was dating michael jackson and every time we went in the lobby there would be you know paparazzi and they would be standing there i mean i just have so many memories good memories of brooke i spent a birthday with her once at the palladium she sat at my at my table i mean like i just love her and the fact that she's been in so much pain her whole life is just very it's very weird. I need to see the documentary, and and it's her story to tell. And I don't just, I don't just. And I, I saw the Drew piece or piece of it, and it was really yeah. how they both were saying. You sent it, James. Thank you. But it was like how they both said when, when the Me Too movement happened, they felt like they didn't have a part in it because they had somehow conspired with it. Well, very quickly um, throughout the documentary, she's always being interviewed by people after doing, you know, Pretty Baby, after doing Blue Lagoon. And she's always being asked about being, you know, a teenage sex pot and all. And she never can say she always has to deny it and deny it her whole life. It's just it, it's taken her all this time to be able to say, you know what? It was wrong. Hmm. Here is my assessment, because I've never put the two. She's like hot and cold water. Brooke Shields has been around forever. And she went to Princeton when I was at Harvard. And everyone would talk about going to Princeton, seeing Brooke Shields. And but she was always classy. It's the weird thing. She was this sex symbol. She was by definition of the movie she was in and the way she's being promoted. She was this child sex symbol, which is really weird to say out loud now. Um, it was less weird then for whatever reason, but she never seemed like a tart. She always seemed above it. She always seemed to me like she was playing a part, like she was like she was not in control of it, but like she was above it. I, I don't know. And, and she's had such an amazing career throughout her life, when you think about it. it uh, culminating with being the spokesman for Lazy Boy Chairs for years and years and years. And, you know, don't forget, um, uh, Suddenly Susan, what, what is it? Suddenly Susan, I worked at Warner Brothers now. That. And lipstick jungle, but one of the and you can cut this out, Blake. Just as we're going, we've gone over. Keep it but, in. Um, in the second, in the second one, she um, there's this when she's at Princeton, they make her write a book. They write a book for her and put her name on it, and they talk about how she's a virgin, blah blah blah. And that's the beginning of her that her professional virginity. You know, like for it seemed like for ten years she was a virgin, and that was her way. That was the, she said that. That was when she went from being a slut to being a virgin, and people were able to look at her and say, "Oh, all that early stuff wasn't real. She really wasn't a slut. She's a virgin." And so it was just. She says that was a weird thing for her too, because that's when people stopped attacking her. But also, anyone who dated Michael Jackson, I never took seriously. Like <laughs> as a gay guy who used to date girls, his beards that always looked very beardy to me. I feel we could talk about this all 
for the entire show. And I feel there's so much more to unpack, you know, with Drew Barrymore and Hollywood and the sec- whole the whole thicket of sexuality. But we can't right now. So Pretty Baby streaming on Hulu. Number five. Number five. Bud Light did a sponsorship with Dylan Mulvaney. And Dylan Mulvaney, of course, is the very, has proven to be, a, on the one hand, an incredibly popular trans figure on TikTok. But on the other hand, a lightning rod and almost the sort of um, white hot center of controversy, very polarizing figure. Not not by her own desire, I don't believe. But, but she's, she's both polarizing among the LGBTQ community as well as the right wing Republicans. That is true. But it's interesting that, is true. that she is both beloved and and you know. And yes, and I and I sort of my, I sometimes myself wonder if I completely understand the the phenomena of, of, of Dylan. Um, but uh, to celebrate her 365 days of being a woman, which was a series she started when she first committed to being trans and, and owning her trans identity, um, she did a big event at the Rainbow Room and Bud Light did a sponsorship deal with her. Well, I mean, I'm amazed that Bud Light went there. I mean, I'm I'm a thousand percent sporting that they did. I'm really impressed because... When you think of brands, the the most sort of I suppose I just you just assume that Bud Light is perhaps one of the most conservative traditional brands, and so perhaps not unpredictably, there's been a huge backlash. Ironically, actually, from from the world of music, like Kid Rock, Ted Nugent, Travis, Travis Tritt. Who I mean, is, who is, I mean, as drag as you can get. I, honestly, yes, it, you know. And you and you see these really sort of it's just, the whole thing is just sort of mind boggling to me. Really, well, I mean, interestingly, they only did the, they only did it for the advertisement. They didn't actually roll out a bunch of beer cans with Dylan's image on it. It was just a one time thing, and people went bananas. Super and limited for a, for a specific audience. Yes. And, and then, so the, the right-wingers, they started buying it up by the thousands so that they could destroy it, which totally did. I've never understood that to me. You know, it's like. Do you know who else came out against it? Uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my God. Don't even get me. St- like. That's why I'm wearing my helmet to protect my brains from blowing out of my head. I think exactly. I, it's too late for me to wear that helmet because if I had any brains, they've definitely gone. But it, it's just like Caitlyn Jenner can't be is an influencer is in the cover of magazines, and this person can't be. Uh, with, I just have to say, what's no one's talking about? Bud Light is a dying brand. Bud Light, from someone who used to drink it as a, as a young man tastes like piss water. Like you're drinking the piss of someone who drank a few beers. It's awful. They've been trying to resurrect that brand so hard. You remember when Lady Gaga did her stripped down tour, whatever that was? It was, it was, it was her dive bar tour and it was sponsored by Bud Light. They're throwing money away, trying to get people to drink this awful, awful. They now have flavored seltzers that are the Bud Light name. Bud Light is a dying thing. So they're trying to bring some life into different, different communities. And this is what happens. 
But interestingly, Bud Light is having its best week ever. Apparently, that's right. So they're thrilled. It never has. Well, it goes to well. You know, if you believe Fox News, they've lost five billion in market value. No, 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 no. no. You've got to stop watching Fox News. I don't watch Fox News. I just look at it on this because the fact of the matter is, is it has it's up eighty percent. But also. You know, people are saying that they're they're not drinking Bud Light anymore. They're going to Coors. Well, Coors has been sponsoring bride parades for the last twenty years. You know, so every time every time anyone says they're moving to something else, like there is no brand that does not support pride at this point. Well, well exactly, and and also the other thing is the sort of the go get woke go broke idea. It is a myth. Yes, no, you know whether it's Keurig or Nike or. Um, there's just oodles of companies that have supposedly suffered from from embracing the LGBT community, but they haven't. You know, well, people, people is good freak out about it for a week and then they they give up on and go back to to buying their Keurigs and Nikes. Yeah, uh, exactly. All right. Well, let's take a quick break, Blake. We got a question. Uh, which of these animals has the most legs? <laughs> Is it a crab, an octopus, or a bee? <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll have the answer to this amazing question right after the break here on The Wow Reports. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Welcome back to The Wow Report. It's Fenton here with James and birthday boy Tom and our amazing questioner, Blake. <laughs> Which of these animals has the most legs? Is it a bee, a crab, or an octopus? Well, an octopus has eight, and a bee has six, so I'm saying a crab has nine. Or You're reading that. You're reading that. No, 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 no. What is it? What? There's someone else. Tell me. Well, I would say a centipede has the most legs. I'm going to double down and say that James is... Penis has the most. <laughs> uh, bees have six, octopus have eight, and crabs have ten. Well, I said nine, so I was very close. <laughs> yeah, but then you said twelve, so you're wrong. <laughs> well, I always have equal than anyone else. I said crab. They always have equal I mean, amounts of legs, though, James. Like, where do you get the ninth leg? What does the ninth leg do? Well, I was saying three, three sets of three. It's a crab with a big penis. <laughs> We're counting down the top 10 things of the week that made us go, well, we've reached number four. Number four. Tonight, if you're listening to this on Friday on MTV, it is the grand finale of season 15 of RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, we pre tape it, we take two, uh, a couple endings, so you never know who really won until you watch it on, on air, including the queens. Um, if I do say so myself, because I'm part of the team, and Lord, it takes a village to put this thing on. You know, it's live, it's in front of an audience. I always say, and it's not too, it's like we put on the Oscars, but with no rehearsal. And people are so kind and so patient. But we have Rue performing uh, one of his new songs, A Courage to Love, which I love to bits and pieces. We have a tribute 
uh, giving us a Lifetime Achievement Award to the wonderful Bob Mackey will be included. Jinx Monsoon, fresh off her record-breaking Broadway run in, in Chicago, the show, sings alive on the stage, which I'm so old, but it reminds me of the old Ed Sullivan show. You know, some of the Broadway performances like Camelot with Julia, with, with Julie Andrews, and like we, we wouldn't have tape on those if they hadn't run off to the, the, the Ed Sullivan show years ago. So we have on tape for posterity, uh, Jinx Monsoon seeing a, a showstopper from, from that. Um, you know, we, have, we, we name Miss Congeniality, we, we, we do the Queen, and we also have this really fabulous moment. Um, we, sh- we shout out and have video clips from bars in Kentucky, Texas, Tennessee, Florida, because people watch us from bars all over the country. We, we focus in on those. And there's an act where we did a musical called Wigglers we've talked about, which is like Footloose. We shot it last summer. We thought it was a goof. There was some, you know, controversy around drag queen story hours, but, you know, Rue sets it up by saying, you know, last year we did a fictional musical about a town that, you know, outlawed drag. And today we are living in that harsh reality. And so we have uh, people, fans, drag drag fans from all over the country giving this really impassioned uh, sort of speech, this credo. And then we have uh, the fabulous uh, Leland, who's, who is the composer of Wigloose, and... Why am I Orville Peck singing live with the Queens of season 15 singing uh, Built on Drag, which is the heart rendering uh, ballad. It's all, there's so much love and special. And the night before we shot, we had rehearsals. And at one point, um, I'm telling tales out of school, I'll help us but Leland uh, brought his friend, Troy Savon. Oh! And- Troy was there with Leland watching the Queens rehearse and then Jinx came in and then Orville comes in. It was this incredible moment of just community. I know it's it's name dropping, but it was behind the scenes and everyone's there because they're into the show. They're into the Queens. Everyone wanted to see the Queens because they all do solo numbers, wanted to see them perform. And it was just, it did my heart good that we still all care so much. And all this, and the reason I talk about this last one so much is because throughout the whole thing, we, and throughout the whole special finale, we uh, encourage people with a QR code to uh, to donate to the ACLU, the ACLU Drag Defense Fund. So, and that's because our first line of defense is in the courts. It's not, a, you know, we're not zooming in on one state or one election. We're trying to solve this through the courts and through the legal system. So, I don't know. I just talked forever there. I'm sorry. That is, Tom, that is beautiful. And I just have to say congratulations to you and the entire team. It really was I was lucky enough to be there for the taping. It was so powerful. And even though it was all taped out of order and bits and pieces, it was just, it really was quite an intense contact high. Funnily enough, uh, a couple of days later, I took some friends to Vegas to see Drag Race Live Vegas. So if you weren't able to attend the finale, if you missed the finale, you can always go and, and experience the joy of Drag Race Live in Las Vegas. And it too is a great, it's just a big, it's just queer joy, and you know, not going to let anybody. Queer stamp, joy. We're not going to let anybody stamp it out. And on that note, I will just add one more thing. Just uh, the other night, uh, Canada's Drag Race won six CSA awards, and they're the the Emmys and the Oscars of Canadian television. So, congratulations to the Canadian team. Um, That's amazing. Really? And it has been, it's been a hell of a season. It has been a really fun, fun 
spectacular. I, I don't know who I want to win, and that's very rare. I'm very excited with all of the girls. And I will say again, I actually, my, I'm going to name drop again, but my friend Elena called me to wish me a happy birthday earlier this week. And Simon Doonan was on the phone with her because they're friends. And Simon just said that he, that he and, and Jonathan Adler watch. They love it. They tell us all the time. And he says, the show is so fresh. And he said, you know, it's because of the Queens. We're lucky enough to facilitate, but the Queens come year after year, season after season, generation after generation, and they bring something new and edgy. And the edgy sounds shallow. It's not. They're on the cusp of what's really happening in the world. And they come and we get to expose it in they such do. a beautiful way on television. And that's what keeps... How how many jobs, how many things have you been doing for 15 years straight that you're still thrilled to be doing? I have filled that exact... Well, we know with James that we can't talk about it. But... Um, I know with you, Tom, the best is yet to come because after 15 years, you just started wearing a disco ball mirror hat. <laughs> you are now going to have to wear it for the rest of your mother-tucking <laughs> life. And, <laughs> but I'm so thrilled and excited. Uh, that's tonight, 8 p.m. on MTV in the U.S. Or, of course, on WOW Presents Plus everywhere else. That's the finale of season 15. All right, number three, James. Number three. Well, after that goo fest, uh, gooey, ooey, gooey love fest, I'm going to bring it down and be a little cynical and smirk it. for a minute. Um, just a couple pop culture items that, that caught my eye this week that I want to talk about. The first is the breakup of Taylor Swift and jo- Joe Alwyn, which happened and you thought the world had fallen off its axis if you were on social media. People went, were going crazy. They were so upset. Of course, they've been together for six years. Have they been engaged for six years? I, I don't even know. Um, I was just saying the other day, literally just last week, I was saying, whatever happened to Joe Alwyn, which is never a good sign. He had like <laughs> completely fallen off the radar. But then now to be cynical about this, 24 hours after the announcement was made that they had broken up, he announced that he had just gotten a new part in this big movie called Brutalism or something like The Brutalist. And so I have a feeling that they had finagled the timing of the breakup to do to go, coincide with the announcement of his movie so that he would have a Joe Alwyn moment of being in the press press blitz, blah, blah, blah. I just know how those things work. I That's believe exactly you. exactly what happened. The other big story this week was Millie Bobby Brown getting engaged to Cutie Patootie, uh, Jake John bon, jo- John bon Jovi. Quick question. Did you know that Bon Jovi was spent, spelled differently than Bon Jovi? It's Bon Jovi. Yes, I, I did know that. And it was because nobody ever thought that they, that if it, the way John or, or Bon Jovi was spelled, that it would never become famous. So they had to, you know, simplify it for the masses. I remember that at the uh-huh. time, but he's a cute little kid. He's adorable. She's, you know, she is 19. He's 20. He's 20. She dresses like she's 57, but that's just, I, I've never understood. Someone get her Law Roach. She has the worst style. I've coastal ever- Grandma. Coastal Grandma. It's in. Oh, yes, Coastal Grandma. <laughs> and, you know, I people say that 19 is too young, and I say, go for it. I have no problem with it. If you had told me at 19 that I couldn't do something, I would do it 10 times. Like, there's... You know, if it, if it works out for her, fabulous. If it doesn't, it's a learning experience. She's 19. Do whatever the fuck you want. Get a prenup. Get a prenup, I say. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I have no problem with 19-year-olds in relationships. Legal. Let it go. Yeah, legal. Do it. Go ahead. Well, I, 
Okay, number two. I just want to quickly throw in one thing. Number two. Eurovision is, is coming up. Um, next month, May, uh, May the 13th is the grand finale of Eurovision in, um, Liverpool. Uh, the UK is hosting it on behalf of, um, the Ukraine. Now, is, yes. is, is Eurovision like a month long process of eliminating things? Yes, or? it just goes on forever. And in fact, they just recently announced the lineup of the semifinals. So they take place a few nights before the grand final. And I just want to draw attention to a band called Let Three, which confusingly only has two people in it. And they seem to be very punk. They wear fake handlebar mustaches. And there's a clip that we'll post on the WOW report of them on a talk show in Croatia, where the lead singer or band member summoned a live dove from his underwear. So that was pretty startling. And then... They proceeded to pull down their pants and pop corks out of their butts. I love it. I love I, it. Punk rock live. I know, right? So that's going to be, yes. As long as he didn't bite the head off the dove, what's they the problem? Nope. The dove. You, and and the corks coming out of the bum. Isn't that why you were called the Pop Tarts? Wasn't that your <laughs> That would be the Pop Corks. Yes, that was us. But it was very funny because the host, I watched the clip, kind of like, this I must see, you know. Um, the host gets up from behind his desk, takes off his jacket, and tries to shield the bare exposed bottoms of the two members of the band. <laughs> Not before we see gassy clouds, literally visually rendered gassy clouds emerging from their butts. So <laughs> if Eurovision could really be in for a rude awakening, I think. <laughs> well, you know, if you think about it, though, the Thompson twins were not twins, and they, there was four of them. You know, and you think, it's, like... It's, it's a tradition. Not so much that, James, that's the problem. But I think it's, it's more like shooting corks out of your butt is not quite what they do on Eurovision. Yeah, but we've seen it. Lee Bowery was shooting corks out his butt 30 years ago. She was, but she wasn't on the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take one more break. And when we come back, reveal the number one thing this week that made us go, wow. You're listening to World of Wonders, Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Welcome back to the Wow Report. Fenton here with James, Tom, Blake. We've been counting down the top 10 things of the week that make us go wow. And we've reached number one. Number one. All things Kardashian. And um, I it was announced this week that Kim Kardashian is making her is wading back into the acting reads again, and she's taken a part. Do you know what it is that she's in? Nobody, nobody knows what it is. It's American Horror Story, but oh, right, yes, she's it's Emma Roberts. Horror Story. Yeah, and Emma Roberts is returning, but the real story of the week. Yeah. No, 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 no. I do, I do just want to say very quickly before we move on from uh, Kim Kardashian and American Horror Story that she was very funny as Blarg Snart, uh, the pink alien uh, who was Roger's girlfriend on American Dad. She was absolutely hysterical. She's done very funny things before, and I'm not counting her out. She might be very funny. When she acts every week in the Kardashians. <laughs> But, uh, but there's one more detail. Spill it. Chris Jenner was on the Howie Mandel podcast, and he asked, are you a squirter? And before his daughter could squeal, ooh, dad, she said, yes, I'm a squirter. 
I don't know about this, like female ejaculation, but like, what is it exactly? Like, what what are we talking about? Is it, it just it's me? Female ejaculation when squirting a, out of the vagina at the point of when a man and woman love each other very much. When a mom and daddy love each other very much, mommy will sometimes squirt at the oh, point daddy. of orgasm. Stop. No. Come on, it's not, it's pee, right? It's a thing. No, it's no, it's freaking. Come on, come on. What? What No, but like, all we need to know is that guys ejaculate. We know that. But can you imagine if a woman also, with her own instruments, made a little love juice? And then imagine if that woman squeezed with the muscles, the muscle squeezes and it pops out. And then imagine if that woman was the one, Chris Jenner. And now you've seen the whole story. More detail than that, I'm going to get lost. I'm going to get very, very lost. Well, I, I have a feeling we probably got it all wrong. And, and women everywhere are like, listen. That's why we're here. We're here to learn. Right, we're here to teach female orgasm. I tell you that I learn so much every week. Unfortunately, there's no time to learn anything. Oh, yes, Tom. Here's my final Kardashian thought. I'm just going to leave it on a cliffhanger, which is there's rumors that Hulu mostly owned by Disney, is going away and will some say soon be incorporated into Disney+. Plus. Hulu made a huge overall deal with the Kardashians, multi-billions of dollars. So soon, Disney+, Plus could own the Kardashians. And how long until we have a Kardashian world at Disney World, a Kardashian land, that we live in the house, that we eat salads with, 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 with robots that look I like the Kardashians? I think it would be in Calabasas. Dream well, about Wait a minute, dream. you guys. That I don't want Hulu. To, I don't. I can't afford Disney. Do I have to start paying for Hulu now? I, it's well, not I official. Be- I'm just telling you what. With my helmet, <laughs> it all merges. Uh, James, you know uh, 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 what, what? Discovery Plus and HBO. And HBO they're well, going to become mad. It is probably one of the worst branding uh, mistakes made in a hundred years because they have this wonderful brand HBO, and they're getting rid of the HBO in HBO Max. There's for some guy with a mustache Max. named Max. Hey, I'm Max. Come on. And it sounds like Cinemax to me. And people are saying, why would you not keep HBO in your brand name? You've built it up for 50 years. Like, remember that time uh, Netflix was going to change their name? Super yeah. Cool. I mean, it's like World of Wonder changing their name to, you know, Max. Wow. Bra- yeah. No, not even. Just like, you know, Fentonland or something. Buddy. That's a good idea. That's all we got time for. I'm going to go squirt someplace. And uh, same time, same place next week. So let's go out and do something that makes the world go wow.